Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, Growing and Glowing, with me, your host, Mrs. Ellie Swift. I hope you are having a wonderful day today. Welcome back. This is your podcast to delve into all things life learnings there may be from spirituality, friendship, motherhood, grief, the list goes on. I am here to provide you with a friend and a safe space to go through the very up and down journey that can be growing and of course glowing into the very best version of who you truly are. episode we do on here I think oh that was a really good one I think it might be my new favorite but I truly believe this one tops them all so far today's guest is an idol of mine when it comes to parenting and I believe her work and the mindset behind what it is to be a conscious parent could truly change the world as an award-winning author and clinical psychologist her work has been applauded by the likes of Oprah and Jay Shetty, and I know you'll be a fan of her work in half an hour after listening to this too. My loves, I am honoured, filled with gratitude, and so excited to welcome Dr. Shafali onto the show today. Just before we get into the episode as well, if you get to the end of this and you want to know more about Dr. Shafali's work, you can actually join her on her annual Evolve Summit next month, where you'll be among hundreds of others who want to learn how to shed years of cultural conditioning and live their absolute best lives. Whether you're a parent, a teacher, or just someone who wants to live a little bit more authentically, peacefully, and with joy to spare, you can join Dr. Shafali on October 6th to the 8th for her Evolve 2023 Summit. And you can use the special growing and glowing code that we've very kindly been given, Evolve20, for 20% off your ticket. So guys, grab your tea and biscuits. This is a good one, I promise. Enjoy. Hello, Dr. Shafali. Hi, thanks for having me. Can you explain to everybody that may not know your work, can you explain a little bit about who you are and what you do in the world of parenting? Sure. So I teach conscious parenting and conscious parenting is a new model of parenting 
where we break free from the traditional shame-based, fear-based, hierarchical, dominating model of the traditional paradigm and really understand that the reason we have children is so that we can evolve, so that we can grow, so that we can raise ourselves to a higher level of consciousness. So our children are not here to be puppeteered in any way we like, which is the traditional model, here to uh, fulfill our fantasies, meet our expectations, mm -hmm. and make us feel good about ourselves. Instead, in the conscious parenting model, our children are here really to show us all the ways that our childhood conditioning have bogged us down, our dysfunctional patterns, and teach us how we can heal through the parenting paradigm. So then our, te our teachers are our children. Our awakeners are our children. They become our gurus for evolution, for healing, for learning to live in the present moment. And they, in a way, return us back to our core authentic selves. But sadly, the way we parent is the opposite of that, where we think we are our children's dictators, leaders, rulers, owners, controllers. And when we come from that heavy ego-based hierarchical model, we actually fail to heal ourselves. Absolutely. I myself am a mother of two young boys. I have a four-month-old baby and a just-turned-two-year-old. And in the short two years that I've been a mum, it has been the most spiritual, humbling, rocket ship journey of like destroying my ego and kind of coming back to who I really am. How did you get into such a fascinating line of work? Well, because I've been a meditator since my early 20s and working hard on my inner life and mm. understanding how culture bogs us down and how culture restricts, constricts, constrains, suffocates, uh, demeans, uh, suffuses us in so many ways to bury our authentic self. So part of my spiritual journey has been to awaken to my authentic self. So then when I became a parent, I forgot about all that and just began to treat my child as if they were my puppet, my object, my fancy. And then I realized, wow, I am literally suffusing my child's authentic self, just like mine has been suffused. And I've been working so hard to break free. And here I am caging my child in the same way I was caged. So that was a big wake up call, a big epiphany for me to realize that I cannot do to my child what was done to me and I must do it differently. And that's how I got on this path. For those who are new to conscious parenting and they're kind of just so enwrapped in how society parents and how we have been doing it for so many generations, what would you say your quickest and easiest tips are to becoming a conscious parent as soon as we can like if someone's listening to this and they catch themselves in the moment all the time thinking oh I wish I didn't act out like that to my child I feel so guilty I feel so bad I'm such a bad mum what are some steps they can start taking right now from listening to this podcast in order to become a more conscious parent beautiful so the first thing is that they hear some resonance in my words and they realize holy cow 
I've been passing down all my emotional crap from my childhood. I don't want to do this. So I better learn what this lady is saying. So the first thing is to pick up my first book. It's called The Conscious Parent or my last book called The Parenting Map. So they can start with the first or the last. There you go. So the first thing is to be curious. The second thing is to take an action and go to school, right? So this book is your parenting school and do the work in the book. And I promise you their life will change. But without taking action and just wanting to be a conscious parent is just absolutely going to get you nowhere. You have to do the work and your children deserve it. You deserve it. Because this book, The Parenting Map, as much as it is about healing your children, it's really about healing yourself first. So the first two sections are about yourself. And the last section is about your child. In your book, The Parenting Map, you discuss a lot about how our children are their own selves and they are here to really go on their own journey. And parents are not here to force them and go on the same lane as them we are more here to provide them as a guide in our own lane as we walk next to them on their path what would you say is the difference between lovingly setting boundaries and allowing our children to flourish as these individual souls on their individual journey that need to go through the ups and downs of life versus parenting through our ego and using control to try to get them to do what we want. For example, a mother who has a 14-year-old teenage girl is listening to this, and she says, oh my goodness, my daughter is just being so disrespectful. She's talking back to me all the time. Her grades are really bad. Perhaps even parents listening out there who are having a really hard time with their children showing violence or using drugs. What is your advice in helping them through that? Yeah, so there's a big difference between lovingly setting boundaries and allowing your child to flourish and then controlling the hell out of them. So there's a big difference. And the main difference is whose ego are you serving? Are you really serving your own ego or your culture's ego or your parents' ego? Or are you really serving a higher order, a higher goal, which is your child's essence? So I, in my own parenting, and I teach parents to ask, whose ego is talking right now. Mm -hmm. And then I decide as a parent, is this a red flag behavior or not? So we have to separate red flags from just regular childhood issues. A child not listening to you or being disobedient or throwing a tantrum is regular and normal and natural. And red flag behavior such as drugs or suicidality or, you know, joining a gang or, harming their body, that is red flag behavior. And that needs immediate assistance, intervention, support. So I recommend anyone who has a red flag behavior in their house to not go at it alone. You need help. Now for the other behaviors, disrespect, disobedience, lying, stealing, all the things that you know humans tend to do, we have to understand that our children are evolving. Their brains are not yet functioning really at any optimal level till their late 20s. So to expect our children to listen, to regulate, to articulate is really our own ego. Our ego thinks that they should, but the truth is they cannot. And when we are clear about what the issue is, then we need to ask, okay, will control, will uh, you know, domination, will shame work right now? Or should I try to connect? 
Because no matter what the bad behavior is, every human yearns to be connected with, including our children. So when we are aware of our ego and check it and tame it, then we can put our ego aside. We can put our fears aside and ask, what does my child need right now? And try to connect to what our children need right now. You don't need to struggle the way you have. The reason you're struggling is because your ego is in battle with your child's ego. And that's why you're having a big old problem. So in order to relate. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Inquish this dysfunctional loop that you're both in. You need to do the work to drop your ego and then gently guide your child to return to their essence. And that can be such a hard shift to really take, right? It's like our whole life, we've built up all of these walls and all of these egos and all of these masks to try and present ourselves to the world in the way that we think is going to be find us success and happiness and you know we're going to be put as number one but actually if we're parenting through that and just living our life in general through that ego it can even destroy something as beautiful as our connection with our own children that can cause so much pain within the child and that can cause such such a disconnect between the parent and child and that is when really the, the child needs the most support, the most love, the biggest hug. Yes, you know, culture has taught us parents to have a very big ego, Mm -hmm. which means that we think that we are responsible for raising these superstar, super perfect, super amazing children. We don't realize that that comes from a parental ego that needs to raise this perfect human being. So we send them for 10 activities, we send them for every class, we want them to get A grades, But all this while, we are missing the point of parenting, which is really to help our children listen to their own inner world and listen to their own inner voice and connect to who it is they are on a very deep elemental level. So culture has taught us parents to have this ego. And what I teach in conscious parenting is to dismantle the ego. And you will do yourself a big favor when you do, because then parenting actually becomes a lot easier because you're not trying to create a maestro, a prodigy, a superstar, and you really titrate your expectations and then you're much happier and your child feels successful. And this is not about having low expectations. It's just about having realistic expectations, matching your expectations to your child versus matching your expectations to your far-flung fantasies and expectations of who they should be based on your inner lack because you need to look good or feel good or feel successful because you felt so unworthy in your life. 
the minute you feel worthy in your life, you're not going to impose all sorts of rigid expectations on your children because you're fine. And so you're okay with them being fine and ordinary too. We want extraordinary because we don't feel good enough on the inside. That is so beautifully said. Thank you so much, Dr. Shafali. That really reminds me of something that I, I read in the parenting map as well, which is why it's so much more important to chase presence and experience as the ultimate goal rather than happiness and success. Can you explain a little bit about why happiness and success actually are goals that we should not be obtaining our children to, which is such an alien thing to try and understand at first, because the first thing you say to a mom or a dad, whether they're new or whether they've got 50 year old children, it's what do you want for your children? It's, oh, I just want my children to be happy. Oh, I just want my children to be successful. Why is that actually the wrong answer? And why should we be chasing for something else instead? Well, when we think that we should want our children to be happy, what we're really saying is that we want them to be happy for us to be happy. And we're really saying that their other emotions, their myriad of complex emotions are not good enough, are not reasonable, are not appropriate. So you're giving a signal to the child that they should be happy as if that's the ultimate goal and anything else is intolerable. Mm -hmm. So now when you have a child who does feel intolerable emotions, they feel a double whammy, like, oh, first I'm feeling bad because I'm feeling bad, but now I'm feeling bad because I shouldn't be feeling bad and I'm feeling bad that I am feeling bad. So now you've created an intolerable inner climate for the child where they feel, you know, just so much anxiety about feeling anxiety, uh, you know, so much sadness about feeling sad. So it's, you know, the second arrow, as it's called in Buddhism, because it's one thing is to feel bad. The second thing is to feel bad about feeling bad. But mm -hmm. we teach our children that they should chase happiness. And so when they go through a crisis or they break up with their boyfriend or they you know, whatever life brings to them, they feel extra unhappy because they're in resistance to the isness. Mm -hmm. And I teach parents to remove happiness as a goal and create authenticity and presence and experience as a goal so that you accept the as is instead of always looking for the as if mm -hmm. and when you're trying to make another human being happy you're going to be bloody miserable because children by nature are constantly happy and then constantly constantly absolutely wretchedly miserable mm -hmm. then you feel responsible then you feel upset then you feel like you're a failure but what I teach is that the whole idea of wanting your children to be happy all the time is just absolute insanity. Mm -hmm. So when you release that, then when they cry, you're like, oh, okay, this is normal. This is natural. Mm -hmm. And you're not looking for them to be something else. And the moment you enter this surrender, this acceptance, you have a peace about you. And mm -hmm. now you, you can handle your child's emotions versus Every time your child cries, you think they should not be crying. And then they're bad. And then you're bad. And it's bad. Now you're all upset when it was just absolutely okay and normal. You just didn't know how to tolerate it because you're, you know, you're having a hard time tolerating big emotions. I was just going to say that. I said, I was going to say, I think that's such a big pill to swallow to so many parents because we've been taught, generations have been taught through centuries that big emotions are not acceptable big emotions need to be shunned we need to be kept quiet if we're angry or sad or humiliated or embarrassed that's a really really bad thing and it's embarrassing to society to have those big emotions and so 
in order to allow our children to feel like the big emotions are okay, firstly, we have to accept that they're okay ourselves. But that all comes back to getting rid of our own ego, doesn't it? Absolutely. So our children sense our energy. They sense our disapproval and invalidation. They sense our distance. They sense our unacceptance. And then they change their behavior accordingly. So because we don't accept them for who they are, now they create a mask of inauthenticity to get that validation and worth, which we're not giving them. We're not giving it and they sense it. So they're like, oh, let me be a super achiever. Maybe then mommy will be happy with me or let me be a super athlete or let me be a super, you know, superstar in some way. So my child, my parent uh, sees me for who I am. But right there, you're teaching the children to create a mask to be someone other than who they authentically are in order to get the the vestiges, the crumbs of validation and worth. How can we confidently, consciously parent in a world we still have so far to go with parents and people all around the world not acting out of ego and instead being able to live and parent consciously for example schools that send children home with notes saying they've been badly behaved or grandparents or aunties or other other loved ones in the family who put their own projections onto the child saying, oh, they're really badly behaved or oh, they don't listen to you very well and things like that. How can we still have confidence in our own conscious parenting when there are so many hurdles around us? Yeah, so we have to know that we're living in a mad, insane, crazy world and we have to be ready, armed and, and prepared to protect our children. So when grandma says something stupid, you can say to your child, you know, grandma, you know, I just listen to her from one year and throw it out the other year. Or, you know, please don't pay attention to grandma. Or you tell grandma, back off, right? Or you, when the teacher, you know, castigates your child, you can tell the child that this is just the teacher's conditioning and I don't think of you this way and don't worry. Or you can call up the teacher and say, back off. You know, so again, you have to be prepared to be a child steward and protect them because this world is insane. But also know you can't protect them much. So you just have to let them know the world is crazy and people are nuts and just move on and teach them to be resilient that it's okay. Mom sees you for the way you are. Dad sees you for the way you are, whoever. And you need to see yourself for who you are. And you cannot be swayed by how people think you think of you. People will always think of you in a way that may be distorted. You need to, you know, just handle it. So on one hand, you protect your children. On another hand, you let them age appropriately be exposed to the madness of this world and go, okay, well, I can't change the world. The world is crazy. So we have to deal with it. And you teach them how to deal with it and go, yeah, I get it. I understand. And you validate their experience, but also teach them that they are part of this very crazy world. Thank you so much, Dr. Shivali. I'm just such a huge fan of your work. I'm so honored to have had you on today. Oh, it's such a pleasure to be with you. Thank you for having me. Where can we find more about you and your work? Well, I have so many things. I have a coaching institute online. So if people want to learn how to become a more conscious parent or teach others how to become a conscious parent, they should look into my institute. It's online. It's global. It's five months. It's fantastic. Uh, they can go to drshefali.com. I have so many courses on teenagers, children, couples, relationships, meditation courses. 
Uh, every year I do a real in-person summit. It's called Evolve. So this year it's in October. Next year it'll be in the fall as well. So people who want to meet me in person can come to those. So there are many ways to interact and learn more about my work. Perfect. Thank you so much, Shafali. So lovely to have you on today. Thank you for having me. Of course. Hopefully again soon. Results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.